I have a great appreciation for my opponent's feistiness that he wants to uh, continue to show, you know, he has this sharp tongue and can issue these challenges to God and so forth. One, one of Christianity's specifically horrible contributions to human mythology and delusion is the idea, the terrifying idea, that you could be tortured forever. Horrible by what standard? Horrible by, well, good question. Um, yeah, I know. Having a sharp tongue is not a sure indicator of possessing an equally sharp mind. I'm not here to prove the Bible. I'm not here to defend the Bible. I agree with Charles Spurgeon. I would no more defend the Bible than I would defend a lion. You don't defend a lion. You just let him loose. He'll defend himself. So welcome everyone to the Saints Edified Polemical Edition. This is where we critically examine essential and non-essential issues pertaining to the Christian faith. I have a special guest today, uh, but before we do that, I want, to, I want to remind you guys that Saints Edified is a listener-supported ministry. We do have a Patreon now uh, where you can uh, be a monthly contributor or simply give a, a one-time donation. Anything helps. If you cannot give anything, then the least you can do is at least uh, like and subscribe to this YouTube channel or the podcast and pray that God continues to use this platform to edify the saints and to engage the non-believing world. All right, so today I have my brother Ricky Roldan here. Uh, it's exciting, man. Um, so, so thank you, brother, for, for joining me. Uh, we're going to respond to Flame's new album, Exynos. So Ricky, I have um, Mob Deep's Shook Ones ready to play. And are you ready to spit some bars? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a writer, man, not a freestyle head. It's all good, that's, man. It's all that's good. other guys in my group that yeah. specialize in that. Uh, although we're going to respond to Flame here, it's not going to be through bars, but we're going to just critically examine what he said in his album. And also we're going to try, try to get through some Lutheranism today. Um, and who knows if this is if this is going to be a uh, one part, two part series, you know, it's going to be, you know, just whatever the Lord wills, right? So. Yeah, Brother, yeah. Um, before before I, I begin though man I, I, want, I want them to know you a little bit more uh, just okay. in case they don't know you I want them to know what you do uh, your background your ministry um, yeah so if, if, you, if you want to take the floor man go for it yeah so um, I used to be uh, a Christian rapper I'm like semi-retired I would say <laughs> I was um, since the middle of the 90s uh, doing Christian rap is when I got saved. I was doing secular rap before that. And uh, I was um, pretty much at that time the only reformed rapper in the industry. Um, there was no other. I mean, you had some semi-Calvinists. You had some four-pointers. You had cross movement, you know, which um, they were more in the dispensational camp. As far as actually being covenantally confessional reformed, I was the only one in existence at that time. I was in a group called Remnant Militia. Um, then after that, the Remnant EP, um, I started my own group called Reform Ordinance. Tell my brother Optimus and a few of my friends on there. Um, you know, we used to when I was with Remnant Militia, we used to tour the nation doing concerts. And, Wow! Did opened up for uh, Biggie Smalls. We opened up for uh, Method Man, Red Man, Mob Deep, Outkast, Lil Kim, Junior Mafia, Organized Confusion. You know, and they knew we were Christian. 
but they liked our stuff when I was yeah. with Remnant Militia because it was it had that gritty underground. But we were just talking about Christ, gospel, street life as it pertains to Christianity. So nice. they were digging it, you know. I remember coming off stage one time and doing a set in near Miami when we opened up for uh, Junior Mafia, Little Kim, and um, Method Man and Red Man when they were doing their thing. And we got off stage and they were like high-fiving us, you know. Uh, Red Man came up like, oh man, that was, you guys are dope for Christian. You know, it's like, we always got that. You're yeah. really good for <laughs> Christian, <laughs> you know. And little Kim coming on, you know, giving us hugs. I was like, ah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Prior to the surgery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she looked all weird. <laughs> but yeah, man, so I was doing yeah. that. Um, just really life took me somewhere else to start doing other things. I started a ministry um, called Urban Reform Ministries. I have a blog um, on the Ricky Rodan WordPress. I got to change yeah. the name back to Urban Reform uh, Ministries. And I have a podcast that I started uh, fairly recently, a few months, called Urban Reform Podcast also, where I want to reach the urban community, uh, to teach and spread the gospel and to bring the doctrinal truth of reformed theology to the streets and to people like us who are come from that urban culture, that hip hop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the hip hop culture, but just anyone who's, you know, wanting a uh, perspective from an urban setting or a more of our mindset you know yeah exactly yeah man i was trying to i was trying to look for that cypher on youtube just right now uh that you're in and i can't find it i, I have the i have the uh soundcloud link uh, <laughs> i want to find that part that you're in it sounds good bro it sounds good i mean i forgot uh, what yeah. i ever said on it <laughs> you just brought it up i was like man i remember that yeah man it, yeah it was good stuff bro um yeah and like you said man i'm, I'm all for what you're doing um it, it seems like a lot of guys, a lot of guys who grew up in the hood and then become reformed, um, and somehow end up just losing that, and you can't even tell where they came from anymore. You know, they kind of just change, and they, they yeah, try to they try, they try to adapt to, yeah. you know, like a Lawson or you know. <laughs> Listen, you're you're bringing up a subject that I'm very passionate about about talking about, man. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you talk about that, you step on some toes. Yes, <laughs> but I've I always talk about that. You know, I used it's something about us guys who we come from you know for lack of a better word the hood or whatever we have that urban culture but then we think that in order to be accepted into the christian community the reformed community that we have to adapt to their culture their ways the way they talk the way they dress and we forget about where we came from exactly and that's a problem, man. And, and I, I agree sometimes because, you know, like we, we need you. We need you back with us so you can help us, you know, deal with the situations in the urban culture with all the, with the cults and the false religions and mm -hmm. the unbelief that are the mysticism, the witchcraft. Yeah. We need those guys to come in. Not, listen, I start <laughs> talking about that, man. We'll be here all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, you know, I, I've been... I have been laboring for years and I'm a member of the PCA church yeah. and 
you know, I was under care of the PCA uh, mentioning these things, but it just never worked out because they just just couldn't see eye to eye on certain things. You know, they really under they didn't really understand what the point was. You know, right, right. It was more like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And a lot of times, I get. I think we also get lumped into the whole, um, you know, woke culture. You know, whenever we want to emphasize our backgrounds, we, we kind of get, you know, lumped in. Like, you know, like we're not trying to say anything about white supremacy or anything. We're just saying that th- that there is a, um, you know, that there should be an emphasis on just being true to yourself. And there's no reason for you to change to, you know, uh, like a, you know, right. again, like, 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 like if, if if you're, I mean, I'm even talking about like white dudes who grew up in, you know, poverty stricken areas, you know what I mean? There's no reason yep, to change yep. or to hide that, you know, that, uh, that there is a community out there near you that will need someone like you that God could use, you know? So, I, I mean, it, it, this can go to a whole different- uh, Matter of fact, bro, let's jot this down and let's get yeah. back and let's talk about that. Cause yeah. that's, that's a very important issue. Again, it's gonna make some people mad. It's gonna hurt some feelings, step on mm-hmm. some toes, but that has to be said. Yes. That's to be talked about, you know. Exactly. Yeah, amen, bro. So it is what it is. I mean, and, and it's probably the reason why I think what Flame did uh, recently, it, it, bad thing in that, you know, it was some bad information in it, but good thing in that he's still keeping theology in his music, you know, and not completely abandoning it. So um, I just want to give a quick overview of what we're going to go over tonight. Uh, so, and for the record, I just want people to know um, I'm, I'm thankful for Ricky because. Um, you know, over here in California, it's barely 6.30. It's 9.30 over there. And he pretty much said I could keep him up all night if I if I need to. So, hey, <laughs> so we, we, get, we get on subjects of theology and hip hop and all yeah, that. Definitely, man. Talk so, to you to the, to the morning sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right, man. Well, um, quick overview. We're going to go over uh, Flames album. Just some quick thoughts. And then we're going to go over the Lutheran perspective of assurance which is you know clearly that that was the main thing that um that flame was talking about apart from being justified by faith alone um he was really big on assurance in his light in his last album then we're going to go over the reformed view of assurance because that's what that's what he attacked the most um in that album and then at the end if there's still more time i kind of want to go over um kind of pick your brain a little bit on on his new um, theology that he has now, what, what, what he recently adapted, you know, and anyways, bro, yeah, I want to quick, uh, I want to go right to it, man. Uh, so let's talk about his album, you know, uh, Externos. Um, maybe we can go over some pros and then the cons afterwards. Uh, so I, I, I know that, that you didn't listen to his entire album, but right. you, you did hear the songs that were kind of going around. Um, personally, I was a fan. I've been a fan of Flame for uh, 2008. That's when I, no, actually 2007. Um, I didn't know he was a Calvinist until 2008 when I became a Calvinist. Mm. Uh, and I, I remember I was I was trying to look up. It was funny, bro. I was trying to look up resources to go against Calvinism. Uh, and so I went I went to Paul Washer first, <laughs> hoping that he was against Calvinism. Turned out he was a Calvinist. I went to Matt Slick's uh, Carm.org <laughs> website, found out he was a Calvinist. And then I went to my, I went to my MacArthur Study Bible, <laughs> looking in there, find out that MacArthur was a Calvinist. So and then when I when He's I, a, I was a strong Calvinist. Yeah, and then I was hearing Flame, and Flame, you know, you know, especially the the song that he, that he mentioned in the album, um, "I'm Who Can Pluck Us Out." 
uh, who are who can pluck us. That too was another uh, Calvinistic uh, sounding track. So um, yeah, so I've been a fan of his for a while. And um, uh, so when this came out, I, I wasn't upset or, or angry or uncomfortable. I, I just was kind of a little disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was like, bro, I was like, you've been with us for a long time. How, how did you say these things? But before we get into the cons, again, I kind of want to go over the pros. Overall, personally, I, I love the album, man. I, I, I keep hearing, I told you before, I, I listened to it like 50 times already uh, without yeah. exaggerating, bro. Um, uh, so um, I wish it was a little bit longer, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good album. Um, it, it brought me back to Flame's earlier albums when he was very uh, critical and, 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 and put theology up in front. Last, last few albums kind of fell away from that a little bit. Uh, but do you have any thoughts on anything that you liked? Anything that you liked about the? Yeah, what what I always liked about Flame, and I met him once or twice. I remember uh, at some concert. I want to say in a crossover, uh, his lyrics were very biblical. I appreciated his song before about him leaving the. Uh, sorry, this is Fly. That's like. <laughs> I see that. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> A demonic bug no i'm just kidding yeah. um i have the coronavirus bro be careful i'm saying could be a a, a drone yeah. <laughs> but um i appreciated his um testimonial songs where he was coming out of the prosperity movement and i learned a lot from that from his life experience so i appreciated his you know in this album the you know the love and need for grace you know yeah. the grace no works um i mean pretty much yeah how he sounded when he was a calvinist yeah to yeah. be honest yeah so so again i i, I appreciated his music it, and like i told you before flame lecrae and kind of these uh more midwest dirty yeah. south type trap and it's not really my cup of tea mm. i can appreciate some songs right, um right. that they do and and drive to some beats but you know i'm more of an east coast head you know i'm a boom bap guy you know i'm right. old school so you know, i come from the golden era of hip-hop in the 90s so that's mm. really what i like but doesn't mean i can't appreciate people's art artistry and work so i appreciate guys like lecrae and flame and what they've done to preach the gospel with their music and with their testimonies and their performances so overall you know we're we're christians we're brothers in christ and we're all seeking god's grace and that's mm. what i appreciate about his music yeah exactly man yeah and and despite his jabs at calvinism yeah in this, yeah. In this album I'm, I'm glad he focused on a topic that i think all christians uh, could benefit from and that's assurance right and right yeah, and mind you, bro. I mean, um, in the album, he talks. I mean, he gives props to, a, a, or I mean, he alludes to a monergistic salvation. You know, um, uh, he, he. I mean, he does a lot of good things in this album. I, I just, again, uh, I just think it's a little bit unfair on what he did on some things. But overall, I think assurance is a topic that Christians should really look into. You know, uh, Joe Beaky came out with a book a couple years ago on assurance. Uh, I forgot the, um, the title is not there right now, but. Uh, Look it up, Joe Beaky, and look up Assurance, and um, and and he uses the Puritans a, a way for you know to, for him to kind of communicate um, uh, Assurance, and this is the one thing that I wish, honestly, I kind of think like Flame, how come you didn't read that book, or you know, what I mean, like there's a bunch of Calvinists out there who wrote some really really good stuff on Assurance, so 
Um, now the cons, uh, again, uh, it was too short. I think I wanted more, but the main thing was the content, bro. The content I think was my main hangup, you know, um, again, I, I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was trying to say, you know what? Well, maybe perhaps, uh, he just had a really, uh, poor understanding of Calvinism, you know, maybe he never understood Calvinism truly. And maybe he just stuck in that little paw washer, John Piper, John MacArthur phase, you know, where we all grew out of, right? Uh, but then his interviews came out and I'm like, bro, like, so you knew already, you, you knew this entire, like you knew about the Westminster chapter 18, you knew about all these things. And uh, yet you you have a master's degree. If anything, man, you should really know these things. So so my criticism on the album, as far as content, it's with that in mind, bro. So in case people want to, people think I'm being harsh or, um, unfair just know that that's that's kind of where i was coming from with this whole thing although although it was on on assurance i, I think he came about it in a way that wasn't based on truth and that, that and for any christian that should be concerning right he based calvin calvinist and calvinism in general off his own personal experience and interactions um which is bad yeah, you know that's I mean? always a no-no to do yeah you know, yeah. you should always go to the main source of what the view actually holds yes. rather than how people have portrayed the view or how they acted or whatever. I mean, that's not cool either. Right, right. But you always go to the source of yes. the theology. You know, at least said, hey, these, the way these guys portrayed it, it's not the way reform view portrays mm -hmm. it, but then you take what they're saying and doing and say, Oh, the reform view is no. When right. if it, if it contradicts what the actual reform view is, then it's not yeah. the reform view. It's exactly. their faulty way of explaining it. We're going to spend some time on that because it needs to be talked about, man. I'm surprised that uh, anyways, I'm going to hold back right now. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for that. But, um, and another thing too, bro, another thing is this, um, he failed to prove his point that Calvinism or a tulip is a system that leads, uh, that leads one to inward, um, inspection for assurance. You know, he, his argument was that tulip Calvinism leads to, uh, a, a faulty view of assurance where it makes one look inward. So that, that's why his album is called extra nose, right? It's outside ourselves. Right. Uh, and so, but he never proved that in the, in the entire album, he kept saying the same thing over and over again, but never proved it. So, so I, I think I think that was kind of um, not well thought out, or at least he held back from giving his points. Um, yeah, and if I could say something about that real quick, yeah, um, go for it. I was pretty when I heard, it, I was surprised too, to because I thought he was a genuine mm -hmm. uh, Calvinist, but right. when you start when you start hearing people say stuff when they um, leave the position or something or they leave the position for reasons that are not even our position then you're like what happened yeah you know that's not what we believe or or it leads right. to so you kind of get the feeling in my opinion that he had a superficial mm. um surface level understanding yeah. of Calvinism. I, right. I, I don't say of reformed theology. Right. Exactly. He's not reformed. 
Yes. You know? So because you're a Calvinist, doesn't make you reformed. Right, you right. Know? You can be a Calvinist and be a dispensationalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though there's some inconsistency there too. Yeah. But, you know, to be reformed encompasses a whole ton of other things. Yes. That re- the richness of reformed faith teaches. You know, they, they learn tulip, the five points. Mm-hmm. You know, they Stop learn a there. few verses on how to their favorite verses to use for each point and right away they're expert Calvinists. No, (laughs) there's a lot of things you got to think through that are logical conclusions to these points. It it, it covers a whole mass of things covenantally speaking, which I I spoke about in my podcast where uh, you can go to the YouTube. I'm going to do a cheap plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Urban Reform Podcast on YouTube and I have a video where I discussed flame um, conversion and Lutheranism and the uh, confusion that there is with uh, Reformed theology versus Calvinism yeah. and how, you know, Calvinism uh, isn't the total sum of Reformed theology, but it's just a small aspect of it. An important aspect but a small aspect. We'll get more into it on the background of what happened with Flame. And actually, actually, I encourage people to just look up the interviews themselves. You know, look up the interviews where he talks about his experiences and his transition from Calvin, Calvinism to, to being a Lutheran. Um, basically, what happened was that he had no answer for the professor at his, at his uh, seminary. That's basically what it is. He, 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 didn't, he didn't know how to answer. He fell through a little crisis and just like, you know what? It must be right. And, you know, it makes sense. Um, and there you go, you know, and he was already, he invested, I, I imagine it being costly to go to that seminary. So he invested a lot into it. And he, he thought this guy was the legit guy, you know, to, that has all the answers. He's smart. Um, he's persuasive. He's unapologetically Lutheran. You know, uh, that's what he said in the album. Um, uh, Joel Bierman, right? I, I think that's his name. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And, and if you think about it, bro, his transition from charismatic to Calvinism was somewhat similar, right? He yeah. was on he, he was on tour with Cross Movement, and these guys who knew more than him were asking him questions and, and kind of tearing his view apart. <laughs> yeah, and so then he embraced Calvinism, and then the same thing happened when he went to seminary. Um, again, I'm not I'm not trying to say that he's easily per- persuaded or anything. I'm just saying that there's a sense that he embraced Lutheranism because. For one, he wasn't prepared for the arguments that this Lutheran professor was going to about to give to him, you know, and and um, and it shattered his view. Um, so again, I, th- I think there's a little bit more to it, though. I, I do think there's some. Um, I, th- I think I think he has concern, like legitimate concern for assurance, because as I was listening to the album over and over again, I was hearing a Christian saying, like, "Look, um, I know you guys are depressed, and I know you guys are struggling with your faith, and you're doubtful." You read Matthew 7 and you think it's talking about you, you know, uh, you think about the Paul Washer clips. And, and so, so I, I do see, I, I do see like a legitimate concern from, from flame. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I'm not trying to just poke at him, you know, at the same time though, I, I think, I think that's just a little bit, I think that's just like a little, uh, a spec. It's just a little small aspect of the bigger picture here. Um, he embraced Lutheranism. He trashed <laughs> Calvinism. And now he doesn't want to debate about it, which again, we're talking about a little, I'm going to ask you a question about that in a little bit. So, and that, and that's what I mean by surface level, you know, you, yeah. you know how to 
teach some of it, a lot of it even, but you really didn't take the time to learn all the arguments against it to, to defend it. Yeah. You know, to, to defend colonism, you know, me being reformed for 20, going to be 25 years this year, you know, Hey, bro, you how, learn to do that, you know. You have hey, to. Are, hey, how old are you? Wait, uh, really quick. I am forty-four. That's crazy, bro. I'll be forty-five in May. I know what it is about you, <laughs> Puerto Ricans, man. You guys don't age. <laughs> I, I was talking to Eli Ayala, and I, and I thought I was older than him. You know, like I. Yeah, <laughs> I, Eli. I'm, man. I'm, I'm I'm thirty years old, and, yeah. and I thought he was like twenty-two or something. You know, and uh, <laughs> as I was listening to him more and more, I found out he's a teacher and he has kids. I'm like, wait, what? anyway yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you guys don't age people so. freak out too when i say i have you know grandkids and all that oh, yeah. excuse me <laughs> yeah. like how old are you yeah so well, i mean that's well, good it, it's hopefully good. when i'm 70 I'll yeah. see what happens <laughs> uh that's cool man that's cool but yeah well i mean so so i mean at least let's people know that you've been in, you've been a, you've been around for a while as far as reformed theology and music so it's not like i'm just talking to someone who just you know has an opinion you know like your opinion does matter and that you have been involved in this for a while so i, I want i want to touch up a couple other things bro um before we actually get into uh, the meat here so okay. he also in the album he's rejecting limited atonement right mm-hmm. but he doesn't really give any reason for it he just says he used to think like that you know right. that, that that christ only died for the elect you know and, and then uh he, he doesn't really go over um per service of the saints very much either uh he just again kind of quickly goes over it but he denies it um one thing that he said that really bothered me in the album uh was he says that um that our view of god's sovereignty shrunk god down in size and and i I don't think he would he would have he would have never said that as a calvinist but he says it now because he's lutheran but um he says that that our view of god's sovereignty shrunk god down in size and he laced that with our view of predestination and election and perseverance perseverance of the saints um and so again, we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that in there in a little bit. So um, yeah. So anyways, uh, let me see. I have I have more notes here. Um, and and for being an album that was critical of Calvinism, uh, I think he failed to cite or reference anything significant from from any respected Calvinistic scholar or teacher, as he did with Lutheran um, on theology. So you know he quoted uh Philip um I can never pronounce his last name Philip Melanchthon. Melanchthon. Yeah. Yeah. And and he even cited the uh, the Concord, the Book of Concord, and and where to go, but he didn't do that very much with Calvinism at all. Um, he mentioned the uh, affections by Edwards, right, but didn't really try to cite him in a way that was fair or or, or, or clear. So um, so yeah, that, that's kind of my that's kind of my criticism towards the album in general. Now I think I think what really what really matters is his view on. On assurance, uh, n- n- now now that he's a Lutheran, right? So the album is called Extranos, which means outside ourselves. Uh, we do not save ourselves. There's nothing in us uh, that will bring us salvation. Therefore, salvation is, is outside ourselves, right? Extranos. And th- so th- this is more focused on 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 on, um, on on grace alone and faith alone. Um, so Lutherans and Calvinists agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. But in the album alone, in the album. The flame pretty much says that functionally Calvinists aren't this way. You guys claim to believe this, 
but functionally you guys aren't um did you catch that in, in, in the songs that, that he was saying yeah mm-hmm. um and also in, in his discussion with uh, dr jordan cooper uh he said the same thing he said that all the calvinists that there was hardly any calvinist that 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 complained to him that 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 it was unfair or that he didn't or that he didn't represent calvinism correctly which i think is not i i mean i, I don't know who he's talking to bro but i don't know <laughs> on this subject from all the calvinists that i've seen but i don't know one that has claimed mm-hmm. that he represented us correctly yeah. i don't know not one person so 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 i went to a couple calvinist groups and i went to um even even the group uh that's ran by carlos um got his last name now but it's called reform uh reform bars and i asked people mm. i was like do you think that flame represented you correctly and the vast majority said no um there's only one person who said yes but when i pressed him a little bit i'm like all right how did he represent you correctly and at the end he, he couldn't defend himself on that you know so um so, so so yeah anyways he told jordan cooper that that for the most part um Calvinists agreed with them like yeah you know it's kind of true you know so then he says that what Calvinists do is they go to policy but that policy doesn't represent what's going on in the office that's what he said in, in that interview with Jordan Cooper so, so so what are your thoughts bro on that I mean just go ahead and just uh well I can say for one as a Calvinist um Sure, maybe in the beginning when um, you're trying to understand the Bible, these doctrinal truths of Calvinism, you may sometimes doubt your salvation and, and get into these modes. But, you know, when you get out of that, you start learning and getting closer to God and you know, as you're being more and more sanctified by his spirit, that goes away. I don't, I don't even remember the last time I doubted my salvation. Mm-hmm. I know I'm saved. Right. And people are, oh, that's very, uh, um, you know, conceited of you to mm-hmm. be or arrogant. But that's what the Bible tells me. Yes. You know, so... For him to say that it also would require that he knows the hearts and minds of all the Calvinists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that yes. that he claims to that makes those points, which is not true. On Facebook, we, we did it. We did contact him, right? On, mm-hmm. on one of his videos. And, um, and he said it again, you know, that we we're trying to correct him. We we're saying, bro, I don't think you represented us correctly. And he was like, "Oh no, I, I know I did, you know." And and I have a few other Calvinists that were that actually, you know, uh, told me that I. You know, yeah, you know, and it bothered me a little bit when he responded to me on that one part. But I say didn't there was some straw man there that needed to be discussed. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, I know that you're. It, it, it came off a little condescending. Yeah, yeah. Sarcastic. Right, right. Oh, I know. I, I, I. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm critiquing your favorite doctrine, your pet doctrine. Yeah, and, you know when when you hear those words, those are trigger words. Those yeah. are words that are like, you know, they're like sideways coming out of the mouth, sideways little jabs. You yeah. know, well, it's and I know that's not him, but 
it's almost like he's in some kind of Lutheran mm-hmm. cage stage, you know, where <laughs> he's just, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I know I did. And you're just saying that because I'm, you know, I'm talking about, I'm attacking your, your pet favorite doctrine. Yeah. Uh, clearly a lot of Calvinists found this, you know, have issue with the, um, how you represented them. So hopefully in this video, we can kind of lay that out, you know, and towards the end, especially I have quite a few quotes and, um, and I know you're going to have thoughts on them as well. So, uh, yeah. So anyways, um, so let's talk about assurance as far as the Lutheran goes. Okay. So Lutherans, when you ask, when you, when, when you ask them, okay. Um, so let's say I'm a Lutheran and I go to a Lutheran, uh, leader or something. And I say, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm a Christian. Um, what I do, you know, and typically the Lutheran response would be, well, look to your baptism. Okay. You've been baptized. Right now, um, where do you think, I, I'm not saying that's a bad answer. Right. I, I, I actually agree with that. You know, like, yeah, look yeah. to your baptism. Yeah. Go for it. But it kind of stops there. And I just don't know how someone, if I was in that spot and someone said, you know what, well, look to your baptism. I'm like, yeah, but as a Lutheran, I believe that I can fall away. So how does looking to my baptism help me if I can still fall away later on? Does that All make right. sense? So do you have any thoughts on that as far as their view of assurance and, and why and why they fall short? Yeah. So when, when they say that, so, well, we look to our baptism uh, for our assurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what does that mean? Yes. So when they start to, well, the ones I, I have spoken to and from watching, you know, um, Jordan Cooper. So I was, you know, I was thinking, okay, who, who should I reference that these guys respect? So it was Dr. Jordan Cooper. So I'm reading them when they talk about uh, the baptism, they're talking about, you know, what God does within you. They start explaining what the, what uh, the, implications of the baptism means so really when they say look to your baptism they're saying what we're saying we're saying well look to christ yes look to the cross look what he did on the cross for you that his promises he to god's promises to save you and to you know to give you this this sign of his of his covenant promise and things like that right Uh, which is pretty much what we say yes but see but we don't just say well look to your baptism we say well we look to christ yeah you know look we look to grace we look Mm -hmm. to christ alone right but they're agreeing with that yeah but the problem is that they add things which we will view as uh, semi-mystical mm-hmm. uh, views to baptism and really when they say look to your baptism they're low-key <laughs> talking about that because remember they believe in a in a baptismal regeneration yes. right exactly. they add those things where you're united mm-hmm. truly 
united to Christ and all his benefits through water baptism. Yes. So when they say look to your baptism, they're saying, okay, so because you were baptized, you have been regenerated. You have been united to Christ right. and are, uh, you benefit from all the things that come with baptism. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Even, you know, and, and that, that this, that's where it gets confusing because they have sort of this two views of elect. You know, you got the mm. true elect that the father gives to the son. Right. And those can never fall away. Yeah. But then you got the elect who are you know, the ones who f or fall away or they, right. the way they like to say it, they walk away right, right. from the, from the faith. Cause they'll say, we don't believe in losing salvation because, um, losing your salvation. is like your salvation is not like, you know, the remote control mm -hmm. in your house that you lose in the sofa. Right. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. That, that's you can find it later. Look yeah. at it that way. Which yeah. we don't think that's the way they look at it, anyways. Yeah, yeah. When we say you're losing your salvation, we're just saying you just don't have it anymore. Right. You know, I don't care how you want to word it. Losing yeah. salvation, walking away from the faith, regardless, you know, you have those two different types of people. Yeah. So it, it gets confusing. They're just like a, you know, a it's a contradiction mm. so but they don't know who those people are yeah, yeah. you know so no yeah it's, when they say it, can you can you lose your faith well yeah true christians can walk away from the faith because mm. anybody who's baptized yes with water in a lutheran church mm -hmm. the formula of the trinity are true christians there is no you know visible covenant members who are false professors we just don't know who they are right. stuff yeah. it's like you know similar to this federal vision where they you know anyone who's baptized is part of the church truly and receive the spiritual blessings of christ yes right so that th there's a confusion there with them so that's why they say look to your baptism because the baptism encompasses all those truths into one, you know, right. what well, we say, you know, you looked to Christ and what he's done. Yes. And that's what baptism signifies for you. Yeah. you know, only you as a person can know if you're truly say you and God. All right. Yeah. See? Because of the uh, inner testimony of the Holy Spirit. Right, right. But they, they can't say that. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if there's false professors within the true church, there is no inner testimony of the Holy Spirit for them. Right. Because they're not truly indwelt with the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to tell them, you are a truly saved. Because remember, the truly saved elect can never fall away. Right. So it, it, it gets weird. Yeah. You know, the, that's the, the Lutheran views on a lot of these things is very confusing. And then when you press them to be consistent, 
they appeal to paradox and yes. mystery. So it's hard to talk to Lutherans about these things because right away their go-to fix is, oh, we just don't understand everything about God. He's incomprehensible. He's transcendent above all things. We don't know everything. And if you try to know everything, you're a rationalist. <laughs> yeah. so the, you know, yeah, that's or, the problem. Or, or what they'll say is that you're, you're, try, you're trying to fill in the circle that has been left, you know, unfinished or whatever, you know. Right. And that's what he was saying a lot. And You um, put God in a box. Yeah. You it's, know. It's one of those things. It's, it's almost as if, you know, I think every writer that... It, here, uh, I'm going to make a generic statement really quick. I think every systematic uh-huh. theology book, every, every book on theology I read by a reform guy has always mentioned God's mystery to some extent, you know, where, I mean, like right. you, you never go Which into... We all believe. We all yeah, believe you, in that. That there's exactly. There are mysteries that yeah. we cannot... Um, the Trinity, the hypostatic union, yeah. we understand it, we believe it, we can... Uh, systemize it to a certain extent but how does it work in detail have no idea um, i'm going to read you an intro to one of the songs here uh um sola fide um on the album okay All right it says this when you believe in the doctrine of election the way calvin did you're pretty much gridlocked in a system in such a way that functionally yet you believe that you've been saved by faith alone, but for the large part, you look to your sanctification for your assurance. What do you think, bro? All right. So the first thing that that pops into my head is a he's making a categorical error, the same way Roman Catholics do, uh, Federal Vision theology does, um, semi-Pelagianism, some Arminians is a a confusion of sanctification with justification and what i mean by that is he says well they they look to your sanctification for assurance no yes. right no That's what he says. we look to our justification yeah for our assurance yes full stop yeah. period because we have been justified by faith alone right in Christ alone, yes. through grace alone, we have the assurance of our salvation because of that grace, yes. that imputation of Christ's righteousness that has been uh, given to us. We bought this borrowed uh, righteousness of Christ and his active and passive obedience, mm-hmm. which that now is transferred to us by faith. And that's that, you know, we are, my assurance is in the, I'll I'll put it simply, my assurance, when those times come, quickly the spirit reminds me, you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. Look to what Christ did. Yes. Not just to my baptism. I'm looking to Christ's baptism. I'm looking to Christ's works mm-hmm. and what he did for me in my stead. I'm looking for, I'm looking to the cross. I'm looking that no matter how bad I am now mm-hmm. in my sin, I understand that Christ has died 
for those sins. Yes. You know, that doesn't give us a license to sin, which I'm going to get to in a minute where they have to be consistent in that aspect. Yeah. And sanctification. Yeah. Not justification. So he's confusing justification with sanctification. Mm -hmm. Again, to reiterate that is we are justified by faith alone and what Christ has done. When, when when I am being accused by the enemy, by Satan, or I am being uh, um, tortured by the mm -hmm. guilt of my flesh, by the guilt of my sin, I don't look to my works. That makes it worse. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How yeah. am I going to look to more of my works and sin? Because I'm, I'm more of a sinner than I do good things. So I can't look at my works. I have to look at the cross. I have to look at Christ. I have to look at his grace. And that no matter what, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Not even my gross, nasty sins mm -hmm. that I feel guilty of. And that's why I'm contemplating on the cross. I'm contemplating on his grace. Because that's what the spirit in me is driving me to do. Yeah. Right. See? So as far as sanctification goes, okay, that, so what is sanctification? It's the daily process where the spirit conforms us to the image of Christ. Yeah. What, what does that mean to the image of Christ? Mm -hmm. Well, to, to doing good. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus say himself? If you love me, keep my commandments. Right? He says things like that, you know, uh, love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart, body and soul. OK, keep those commandments. That doesn't mean I'm trying to keep commandments to be saved or to uh, be assured of my salvation, but because that's what we're called to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> be holy as I am holy, yeah. be perfect as I am perfect. That's a matter of sanctification, mm -hmm. but that has nothing to do with assurance. Yes. That again has to do with uh, the sanctifying process by, by what standard are we, we using to be sanctified? What are we looking at as a guide? Well, we're looking at God's moral law. You can't, you can't sit there and tell me that a Lutheran would agree with a person in the Lutheran church who's been baptized, but then continues to live like a pagan. Are you telling me that they just look to the baptism when they're feeling, you know, hey, I don't feel like I'm safe because I'm still going to bars, drinking, sleeping around, going to strip clubs, fornicating. Uh, cheating on my wife, uh, stealing stuff from the store. Mm -hmm. I hate people. I don't like to. For years? Right. Right. <laughs> Where's the spirit's work in that person? Right. And that's part of the Holy Spirit's job is to conform us through his inner working to the image of Christ. And, and I want to add to that, Ricky. You know so, what I'm saying? Uh, and, yeah. But, and, and to add to that, right. what you said right there is... Um, you know, it, my son, whenever he does something wrong, I discipline him, right? 
I don't discipline him because I'm at times I well I do get mad and I'm like hey you know don't do that but usually it's for his good you know it's for his good and and I'm still working in as you know being a father I'm trying my best to be more and more uh, like our heavenly father who disciplines us not because he's just so angry with us but he wants us to be more and more like his son right so Hebrew says you know that he disciplines those whom he loves right so if it's true that this person who 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 professes to be a child of God um, if it's true that he is a child of God, God will discipline him. And um, it, it looks differently in everyone. I'm not saying that everyone's right. it's going to be the same thing. In every, in, in, you know, it, it could right. be a slower process, right. but there is a process, though. though. That, that's, mm. that's the point. It's an everyday process, like you said. Um, and this is why I think Luther, uh, Lutherans may not like Calvin, because Calvin actually says that, that justification and sanctification, they're not the same thing, but they are necessarily linked. You know, everyone, everyone uh, who is justified will be sanctified. Right. Okay. And so, um, yeah, anyways, and then you, you, you can go to Romans 8 too, and you can, you can read the same thing in there. But yeah, man, I, I, I definitely agree with that completely. Um, and then what it comes down to is this, bro. Um, let's say if the Lutheran has a way of explaining everything, right? But the fact that I could one day walk away, that to me, will, will, I could never have assurance then. Right. You know, if it's I know a contradiction. that exactly, if I know I can walk away, I, I don't have assurance. You can't have assurance, you know, because there've been plenty of people who have been reminded of their baptism and who have come back and whatever. But the, at the end of the day, they walked away and are no longer within Christ. So, so, so that to me is uh, how, how can someone have assurance in that way? And uh, which I think is going to bring us to our reformed view of assurance, right? And and I know you got a lot to say with that, but um. I want to ask you about your thoughts on on what flame, because honestly, he didn't speak much on it, and and maybe you might know. Um, I, I never I never finished Edward's um, affections, religious affections. Uh, um, from uh, from what I know, it's like it's similar to like J.C. Ryle's um, something holiness. I can't remember. I can't remember the title. And and basically, what Edward was saying, what Edward was, what he was saying was that. If it's true that God changed your uh, your heart, gave you a new heart, a new mind, um, and your old man is, is dead, now you're a new man, then there, sh- there should be a difference in your life. Um, if regeneration truly took place, there should be a difference. Edwards was living in a time that was kind of unique. There was a, re- a revival going on. People were fired up, and then they'll walk away, you know? I don't know. Like, do you agree with Edwards uh, when, when he says that, you know, that we could look to our affections for... Um, like to know that we're a Christian, like do you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I me mean, too. Okay. Because again, that has to do with if you're being sanctified or yes. not. Yes, I'm glad you. Yeah, it's true. See, yeah. again, that's where that's where these confusing categories. Yes. They say, oh, well, you're looking to see if you're justified or not. No, mm. wrong category. Yes. The distinction between justification and sanctification. So again, it brings us. I mean. As a as a practical point, I mean, why is the Lutheran Church split? Then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, good point. It's be, isn't it because the conservative Lutheran Church cares mm-hmm. for uh, sound theology and for the practical theology, yes. the outworking of one's Christian faith? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same thing we're saying. Yeah. 
you know, don't don't accuse us of the very things that you believe. Again, it, there's no Lutherans going to tell you, well, one can be saved and never show any fruits whatsoever. Just live exactly the way that you came in. You just go get baptized and that's it. Right. And yeah. after that, there's no change. Years go by, you're still exactly the same. I mean, we all battle with sin. But right. take me for example. You know, when I be when I, you feel that change in you, when I became saved, it was from one day to the next. I went from a gun-toting thug drug dealer mm-hmm. to the very next day. I mean, that's me. I'm not saying this is for everybody. Right. But just using me as an example. I went to my hood where I always hang out with my friends every day like normal. But this time, I came with the Bible. I came preaching the gospel and, and was so excited to tell the guys what has happened to me. And because I knew a little bit about theology anyway, because my father was a pastor. So it's not like I didn't have some knowledge right, right. of it. You know, my father was a, a, a PCA minister. Oh, wow. And your father or father-in-law? My father. Father, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's retired now, but he's yeah. he, he was, we could get to that another time too, but he, yeah, yeah. my father is a pioneer in the nice. PCA were planting one of the first churches, Hispanic churches in the PCA in history here in nice. Florida. But, um, which I'll be writing something about him in yeah. the future, like a biography. But, um, you know, so I go and I start preaching. Imagine, imagine me saying, yeah, I'm saved now, guys. So anyways, I'm just going to go back to my little spot and I'm going to keep selling drugs. Mm. There's no guilt. No, nothing. Still having girlfriends here left and right. Shoot a dude I don't like. Do a drive-by, kill, murder a dude with nothing. What's a Lutheran going to say? Oh, you're not a Christian if you're doing all that. What you mean? Are you fruit inspecting? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just not to do with fruit inspecting. It has to be, the point is that there has to be an inward change. There has to be a new heart desire. You're given a heart of flesh. You know, in regeneration, God removes that heart of stone, gives a heart of flesh with the affections towards God and Mm -hmm. towards scripture and towards worship and towards the, the desire to live holy right that's all they're saying in a nutshell is that because the holy spirit dwells in you you and you have a new heart you have the mind of christ see those verses now put on the mind of christ with the renewing of your mind there's a there's a change in disposition from sinful habits to godly habits even though those godly habits are not perfect you're still battling with the flesh romans 6 and 7 um things like that paul says the things i want to do i don't do things i don't want to do i end up doing it yeah right that's right. that battle with the flesh but there is no battle of the flesh if you don't have the holy spirit <laughs> right, <laughs> you don't exactly. care 
So that's my point. You know, that, that has to deal with sanctification. So, yeah, I agree with Edwards. I, I, I agree with Reformed theology. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say even Luther taught these things, that oh, there is yeah. inward change right. in a person. So that, that has nothing to do. Uh, uh, Second Peter, make your election sure. How? By looking at this, are you, you know, you have a desire for God or you're living peacefully with people? He gives a list. Are we going to accuse Peter of making works a criteria for justification? No, because that has to do with sanctification. Right, right. Which they would, the Lutherans, at least we're talking about the conservative the conservative mm-hmm. Lutheran portion anyway, will agree with that. Yeah. How come there, we don't accuse them of fruit inspecting and all that, you know, right. because it's because they don't make much emphasis on holiness. Mm-hmm. They talk about it, but not like the, I believe the reform view is balanced view where, yeah. where there's a distinction of law and gospel. They like to, they like to, how can I put They like to uh, boast in that they have the true uh, understanding of law right. and gospel. Right, right. Actually, you don't. You have too much gospel and not a lot of law. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where we have the both, we, we understand both as a balance. Yeah. You know, and, and, we have and, the and, gospel, but we look to the law to as a guide. Yeah. For how to live as a Christian. Not to be saved. Yeah. And, and by the way, Ricky, I mean, and I'm sure you're open to this. If you're a Lutheran listening to this and you disagree with that, we're open for discussion, man. I mean, um, I, I know you wanted to talk to Flame about these things, you know, and, and he just shut you down, you know, like, oh, and kind of pushed you over to Jordan Cooper, who doesn't debate anyone with like a resume, you know, I mean, so it's right. like, come on, you know, like, let's talk about these things. And I'm just a peasant to yeah. Cooper. <laughs> Dr. Cooper yeah. from this guy off the street who's been yeah. reformed for 25 years yeah and and, and and if anything i mean that should be a uh you know they should have more confidence in in schooling us right so here's another thing too man um so on my notes i have right here that edward was speaking on a change um on an inward change as a result of being regenerated and justified okay so he wasn't speaking he wasn't speaking on justification in that book he was speaking it was a result of, of regeneration and being justified right so before our, our discussion i called my pastor and, he, and so people know i'm i'm, I'm also um, in a pca church and without giving my pastor too much background I, I asked him the same question i was like do you agree with edwards when you said that and he said exactly what you said <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah so, so that, that's why I, I'm, I'm i'm glad that you know and for the record man i didn't i didn't prep ricky for that you know i didn't tell him hey I'm going to ask you this question. So just, no, I, I'm, this is, this is what we truly believe. We believe that there's, there's a difference between sanctification and justification and assurance is not looking to our sanctification. If, if that was the case, man, we'd be so messed up, you know? And, um, and unfortunately there are Calvinists who are in that, who are in that camp, but they're also Pentecostals, Baptists, Lutherans, mm-hmm. anyone who claims to be a Christian is in that camp at times when they look to themselves for assurance right now i think good works whenever we're doing well and god mm-hmm. is working in us it, that could be encouragement right like god is god is working in me right and but that's not our basis 
for our our assurance you know so um so i i just remember flame referencing um the westminster chapter 16 i believe on on good works and uh and he was trying to say that that's proof of what he was saying about our view of assurance and, and whatnot but anyway man um one more thing uh rc sproul um when he talked about assurance he kind of he, he 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 tends to ask three questions right do you love christ perfectly answer is no okay right. um do you love christ as you as you ought well if that was the case i'll love him perfectly so the answer is no well do you love the biblical christ the, the biblical the christ that you see in the bible do you love him at all even if it's poorly well yeah okay well that's because he loved you first you know god loved you first and that's why you love him so even that's extra nose you know what i mean so um so it's from first john 4 19. uh so i want to get into john calvin's uh institutes um but do, do you have any other any any other comments about what, what i just said or anything else bro i mean uh yeah i was gonna mention spro i, I actually because it's it's throughout church history even from the beginning of the church in the new testament through the church fathers uh through the medieval age all the way into the reformation doctrines have been further developed and emphasized through controversy through something that would arise where it drove the people to dig deeper into a subject right so if it wasn't (laughs) that's why i say there's always a silver lining to you know the federal vision controversy the issue with the evangelicals and catholics together that document that was signed by protestants and roman catholics and some lutherans Mm -hmm. um things like that well, you, it, it drives you to the, you know the new perspective of Paul with N.T. Wright, which this was years ago where I got into that, and it, and it made me dig deeper into uh, these subjects, and that was the number one emphasis that was vital to understand that Dr. Spro will bring up, that uh, Sinclair Ferguson will bring up. Um, that the reformers brought up, you know, Calvin and the institutes and then his uh, things, uh, his articles about um, justification is that main point. Whenever there's an error with salvation, it is because there's a confusion of categories. That's a confusion. Federal vision does it. New perspective of Paul does it. Uh, Lutherans do it, uh, Roman Catholics do it, where they confuse sanctification with justification. Yeah. That's and it's clear in the Roman view, in in the Roman Catholic view. That's why they are they are uh, how do you say bold in saying we are saved by faith and works. Yeah. Why? Because they merge, they you know conflate. Yeah justification with sanctification yeah and that was a vital point that uh reformed theology wanted to make that stop conflating the two 
they're related, but they're two different categories. There's a distinction there. Yes. You know, that we that we look to our justification. We look to Christ and to uh, the imputation of Christ's righteousness for our justification. That's yes. why the, that's why what they spoke of, you know, being justified by faith alone. Christ alone, the solas, the alones were to make that distinction in the law and gospel and works and sanctification justification. But we see today people still are making that categorical error because they have not uh, either a they've studied it and still want to conflate it because they want to believe in the works based salvation or B they confuse it and emphasize so much of the gospel and hyper grace because they have not really looked into that situation and they're confusing it. That's what I see. Those two extremes, the ones who say we're saved by faith and works conflate it. The ones who say, you know, like the uh, free gracers, uh, the carnal Christian hmm. um, doctrine, you know, that rose out of dispensationalism, I call them hyper gracers, you know, free grace, where no matter what you do in life, after you've received Christ as your, uh, your Lord and Savior, you can even end up an atheist and you're still saved because, right, right. you know, so why? Because they don't want nothing to do with works because right. they don't want that to be included into justification, which is just not. And they conflate the two. Right, so right. If we were, if, if I recommend people out there listening to really dive into that, understand the distinction between justification and sanctification when it comes to salvation. Now, if persevering, if, 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 Stay, staying within the means of grace and doing these things like reading your Bible, uh, not forsaking the fellowship, uh, the assembly. I mean, um, if that's part of sanctification, then what they're saying basically is that so your your justification is kind of hinged on your own sanctification because if you stop persevering, then you lose your just you lose your justification. Does that make yeah. sense? You know, yeah. so, 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 yeah. so well, that what, is what, the logical implication of what they believe. The very fact that, again, and, and, I, and I keep driving this, this home because I think it's big, you know, uh, I don't see how they could accuse us of being, um, being inconsistent with our, with our view of assurance, right? Or even our view of sanctification. But yet you're, they're the ones that actually believe that you can walk away. We believe God actually keeps you. He keeps you and holds you and he disciplines you, right? And those who get excommunicated, there is still a hope that they'll come back, you know? Um, but if they don't, then we recognize them as, okay, well, they were never saved. They were never saved. They were never a child of God because if they were a child of God, God will love them enough to continue to discipline them, right? Right, and, and, and that's why I personally prefer, I use them inter- interchangeably um, when I talk about um, assurance or, you know, being secure in Christ, you know, the, the main word is, you know, the perseverance right. of the saints, uh, that can mean things. It can mean that, you know, we have to persevere ourselves, right, things right. like that. 
even though when you study it that's not really what it means yes right, we persevere right. but i like to use the term preservation okay preservation of the saints where it is god monergistically mm-hmm. preserving his people through the power and work of the holy spirit okay yes yeah. we're cooperating so in a sense you know humanly speaking it's synergistic right right but ultimately it's monergistic yeah. it, it is god when see they they like to say uh use the verse work out your own salvation with fear and trembling mm-hmm. and they stop <laughs> yeah i don't read the rest yeah <laughs> work out your own salvation with fear and trembling yeah why for it is god who yeah. is in you who is doing both to will and to do of his good pleasure yes yes so you see both working there but ultimately it's god who's doing the work in you right you yeah, know and, exactly. and to say that somebody can walk away from the faith on their own you know it's yeah. really to me it's a smack in the face to the power of the holy spirit yeah right you know Yes, well, exactly. Did the Holy Spirit not do his job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I would love for um, a Lutheran to to respond to these points, man. I mean, because honestly, it's one of those things where, okay, like, if Flame believes that he was just helping us and by by promoting, by, by talking about what he talked about in the album, because I, I also, I, I see him as a brother and I know he, uh, he had good intentions. He wasn't trying to uh, be spiteful or anything like that. He, this is what he truly believes, and he thinks that mm-hmm. now he has a, a more liberating view of assurance, right? So, um, I, I welcome any. Uh, this is the polemical edition, so I, I'm, I'm striving for discussion here with, with with those who we're talking about. So, um, okay, man. So, so the big thing that that I didn't like about this album is, uh, I, I, I loved how it sounded like, and I, I loved the the production of it. I just didn't like how he kept on he kept on talking about calvin without him with never quoting calvin he never he he didn't really say anything much about calvin at all as far as like his works go he just kind of threw him in there you know with his with his experience so i have a couple of things here uh on the topic of assurance in the reform view and um and i'm going to read some a few i'm going to read a, a couple quotes from the 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 uh the um institutes okay of the christian religion so um one thing that's important is that Calvin, um, he made a distinction between faith in itself and faith that we experience, which you probably already know this, but in case other people don't know this, um, you do your uh, thing, brother. Yeah. So he, uh, so he, he had these, he had, he had these two. So he, he would define faith in a way where you have to have assurance. You can't have, you, 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 you can't, you can't have faith and not have assurance, you know? So, um, check it out so in, in, in this so this is in uh i'm assuming it's it's 3.2.7 says this we shall not have a full so we shall now have a full definition of faith if we say that it is firm and sure knowledge of the divine favor towards us founded on the truth of a of a free promise in christ and revealed to our minds and sealed on our hearts by the holy spirit so that that's how he was defining faith right sure knowledge so firm and sure knowledge of the divine favor okay right 
then um that's an absolute certainty mm-hmm. yes exactly yeah so so that's how he's defining faith right right check this out bro check this out so now he's saying this now this is about 17 so that, that was section seven this is section uh 17 and i'll link all this in the uh, description so um it says this but it will be said that this differs widely from experience of believers who in recognizing the grace of god toward them not only feel uh disquietude this often happens but sometimes tremble overcome with terror so violent are the temptations which assail their minds this scarcely seems consistent with certainty of faith it is necessary to solve this difficulty in order to maintain that the doctrine laid, uh, above laid laid down when we say that faith must be certain and secure we certainly speak not of assurance not of an assurance which is never affected by doubt nor a security uh, which anxiety never sells we rather maintain that believers have a perpetual struggle with their own distress and are thus far from thinking that their consciousness possess a placid quiet uninterrupted by anxiety so in, in other words to just kind of summarize everything you just said right now you saying, okay well it's not it's not faith that's bad it's not it's not our it's not faith itself that that's doubting right but it's it's us it's it's our own distrust it's our own sinfulness that causes this so when we look at ourselves instead of our faith no wonder why we start doubting right <laughs> like right. so we, we have to constantly fight that you know and and you've been a christian for a while now so that's why i'm not surprised when you say that, that you can't remember the last time you doubted bro i mean god has been sanctifying you this entire time and now you know what to put your trust in you know instead of yourself um whereas like some, someone like me it's only been it's only been like a year or maybe two years maybe now where i kind of now know what to, what to put my trust in now i, I don't I, I know that i'm not that important now <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i can just look at myself and be like oh man i messed up man or whatever so um so calvin he has these two distinctions right faith itself and faith how we experience it oh. um now, Calvin's dis- distinction is not unique. We see this in the Article 11 of the Canon of Dort. Um, and and I, I'll, I'll let you comment right now, bro. I'm just going, I want this to kind of get this out of the way. Yeah, go ahead. It says, the scripture moreover testifies that believers in this life have to struggle with various carnal doubts and that under grievous temptations, they are not always sensible of this full assurance of faith and certainty of persevering. But God, who is the father of all consolation, does not suffer them to be tempted above that they are able, but will with the with the temptation also make a way of escape that they may be able, that they may be able to endure. First Corinthians ten thirteen, and by the Holy Spirit again inspires them with the comfortable assurance of persevering. This is a reformed document. Mm-hmm. Flame, uh, how come you didn't read this? You know what I mean? Like so. Anyway, um, I'll stop it there because I have another quote, but I want I want to hear I want to hear what, you, what you're thinking, bro. So go go for it. Yeah, so it it is it is actually that true faith you have that corrects your experience. Yes, yeah. You know, it is you know, taking my uh, experience for an example in the last 5 6 years have been really rough uh for me. Uh, personally and for my family what's stuff i've been through that's it's personal you know i won't get into but it was i i felt like i was living a hell a hell on earth i mean it was 
uh, <laughs> just thinking about it makes me cringe. Just like I'm so glad I'm past that. Right, right. But it was because of my faith that got me through those situations. My faith in Christ. My faith in knowing that I was a child of God, that he was going to see me through these things, that I can trust in the cross yeah. and what he's done and trust in his sovereignty, you know, and those things. So, yeah. It, and that's not because I was smarter or because I was very read up on the doctrine of assurance. <laughs> right, right, right. It was because of the inner power mm. and testimony of the Holy Spirit yeah. that got me through that. Right. See? So I couldn't look to myself to get through these times, even, even though a lot of times we try to, we try to um, fix it ourselves without consulting with God yeah. in prayer and, and seeking his face, you know, but then the spirit reminds you, it's not you. You have no matter of fact, when, when I tried to look to myself and to, I felt worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Which, you know, what, like, what, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. So it drove me to God. See, so it's like a, like a, a, a um, putting two magnets that repel each other when no, the parts that connect and then they turn the magnets and yeah, yeah, yeah. one pushes the other. It's like when my magnet of self-pride and assurance mm -hmm. would, you know, I would interject that into my life. Like the, the, the spirit always... You know, push me back towards God. Yeah. To say, nah. Right. It's not you. Yeah. You know, it 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 was that faith, the Holy Spirit, that continued to remind me. Yeah. That I have to put my 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 faith in in Christ and His finished work on the cross. Yeah. That has nothing to do with looking to myself again, to look to ourselves. And the people are look if there are Calvinists, and it could could very well be, although don't understand what they believe, are looking to their own fruits for salvation. You have a bad road in front of you. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. You better uh, uh, get with it, <laughs> study these things yeah. out, pray, read the Bible, because that is not the case. Yeah. It just makes matters worse. And yes. and what Calvin, that distinction he was making, is pretty much that. I, I just gave you a practical example mm -hmm. of how I was experiencing faith to how true faith kept rescuing me yeah. from myself. Yeah, yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. It's, it's, it's that distinction that he was making. There is that true faith, that faith itself, what, how, how you define faith itself. And then there is that faith, how we experience it. And it may not be as pretty, but the Holy Spirit is the one that kind of tries to bring us closer to that true, um, you know, again, there, the Bible talks about, um, you know, uh, like Romans uh, 7, right? When Paul says about he does the things that he wants, that he doesn't want to do and all that. It's a battle. Right. So in our battle, and we've got to constantly kill uh, the flesh. 
So, um, and, and, and the more, and one way of doing that is, okay, putting down your pride and we can't do it on our own. It's the Holy Spirit that's working in us. Um, now, so many thoughts came, came to mind, bro, when you were talking about your, your, your struggle. Now, now, now think about this, man. You, you've been saved now for 25 years? I would say about 26, okay. but I've been reformed for 25. Yeah. All right. So say 26 years, right? Each time you try to leave and walk away, God did not let you walk away. Okay. So right now, how much confidence does that give you that the next 20 years, God's not going to let you get away. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to keep right. you. You know what I mean? And and th that that's encouraging. That's, that's so encouraging. That's true assurance. All right. So you ought to be assured, you know, completely that, that you're going to be kept, right? Yeah. And um, and that that's that's a reformed view of assurance that God continues to work in you, discipline you, keep you. Um, so now check it out, man. Um, when 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 we start saying things like this, so so for the legalist, this isn't good. They hate this, you know, this whole idea of of uh, being justified by by grace through faith alone, right? They hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Calvin, he was dealing with this at, at, during his time. And, and again, in 3.17.1, he says this, okay? Let us now consider the, uh, the other arguments which Satan by his satellites invents to destroy or impair the doctrine of justification by faith. I think we have already put it out um, of the power of our eliminators uh, uh, to treat us as if we were the enemies of good works, justification being denied to works not in order that no good works may be done or that those which are done may be denied to be good, but only that we may not trust or glory in them or ascribe salvation to them. Our only confidence in boasting, again, our only confidence in boasting, our only anchor of salvation is that Christ, the Son of God, is ours and that we are in him, sons of God, and heirs of the heavenly kingdom, being called not by our worth, not by our worth, but the kindness of God to the hope of eternal blessedness. We clearly see um, where Calvin pointed to for assurance. Okay. Again, Flame, why did you misrepresent Calvin? You kept saying it over and over again in your album. But clearly in his, in his writings, that's not, what, that's not what he believed. Um, this is not what Calvin, what you accuse Calvinists of believing. It's not what we believe, you know, and even functionally, that's not what we believe. What, you're, what, what, what Flynn was describing functionally was just a, um, is when any Christian in general looks to himself, right? It's not just a Calvinist. So, so Lutherans could be guilty of the same thing. Um, I, I just love that, man. Again, it's the, it's the Institutes 317.1. Uh, really, you could read the entire third chapter or the, or the third book, um, especially 17 and, and two, th th those, those two chapters are amazing, bro. I mean, um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you read them before, but uh, I was reading this, uh, this, I was reading this and I was so encouraged and just like, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to tell everyone this, you know, so yeah, man. Um, so anything, anything else that, about Calvin, because uh, I do want to go over the Westminster confession really quick. Um, yeah. probably won't be as long, Let's but I do. It. Okay. So, all right. The Westminster confession chapter 18, um, there's about four sections, I believe, in here. Uh, let me get it really fast. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull it up on my phone, too. And really, man, I mean, I, I don't mean to, like, just be all crazy with flame here. That's not who I am. But I, I just, this is passionate. I mean, I, I don't know how anyone could read that and not be passionate. 
Well, listen, you know, I mean? you know, when a guy, again, he's a brother in Christ, love yeah. of Christian, we're brothers. But it's one thing to say, hey, man, I'm Lutheran now, you know, I've, uh, but it's another to just come out guns blazing. Yeah, right. On an album against Calvinism, right, right, and, and you're you're writing songs like, like when you was reading those things that you said he said that was a song, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right, wow, you put that in a song, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you got to deal with the consequences that come with that. You're you're yeah. you're a well-known Christian rapper, you got there, so you have to expect the pushback, and. When you expect the pushback, you also right. got to give the people you're critiquing the benefit of the doubt and yeah. engage them, yes. not just in some drive-by posting on Facebook or Instagram, but yeah. actually have a dialogue with them yeah. on video. Right, right. So I'm going to just read the second section of 18. Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So it says this. This certainty, and by the way, so this chapter is called, uh, let me go up really fast. So yeah, this chapter is of the assurance of grace and salvation, okay? So section uh, section one was talking about certainty uh, of salvation. Then he says this, uh, section two of the Westminster 18. Um, this certainty is not a bare conjectural or probable persuasion grounded upon a fallible hope, but an infallible assurance of faith Founded upon, that's very important, founded upon the divine truth of the promises of salvation, the inward evidence of those graces unto which these promises are made, the testimony of the spirit of adoption, witnessing with our spirits that we are the children of God, which spirit is the earnest of our inheritance, whereby we are sealed to the day of redemption. Now, it's, so according to section two, it's founded upon three things. The divine truth of the promises of the promises of salvation. Okay, that's one. The inward evidence of those graces unto which these promises are made. Again, it's still not us, right? It's still God filling those promises for us, right? Then third one, the testimony of the spirit of adoption, witnessing with our spirits that we are the children of God. That's all extra notes. All of it. You know what I mean? It's all it's, it. it's it's all outside yourself. So it's all um, dependent on the spirit and God's grace. It's all yes. everything's depend on God. Exactly, and and th that that's that's our basis for assurance. You know, and now that plays out. You know, in our lives, right? With love, loving one another, loving the church, uh, it plays out everything. What what um what John was talking about, you know, First John. I mean, this this plays out, right? The inward evidence of those graces. Um, we're gonna have affections for God because He's gonna change our heart, change our mind. Um, he's not gonna right. He's not gonna allow us to live in sin uh, without any kind of discipline. You know, He's gonna rescue us. He's gonna always provide a way and escape for us when we're tempted um, with something that we can't handle. Um, so yeah, I mean, these three things, uh, which is the infallible assurance of faith, is founded upon God completely. So uh, yeah, man. Uh, any any comments about that? Oh yeah, that. I mean, that goes to show that our own uh, confession mm -hmm. makes it uh, makes their mission to make it clear that our assurance is based on God alone. Right, right. You know, the Westminster Confession of Faith is a document that is based on the solas. Yeah. 
you know so yes and you know and if if he's gonna say well that's not how i've seen certain calvinists live or act or say okay well a um they're not well studied yeah (laughs) what they believe you know and that is reflected on how they live yes right because sound theology should is supposed to um reflect by your lives yes you know which is another point about sanctification you know our self our justification our justification should be should is is outworked in our lives through sanctification mm-hmm. see what i'm saying yeah 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 so you know because like we said earlier because we're justified we're sanctified yeah. we, we there's a process everybody's process is you know different some could be slow fast mm-hmm. medium, we don't know that's up to god's will yeah you know and those parts you just read here it's clear as day yeah yep exactly that our, our our certainty as it says is not based on our works on ourselves yeah. but it's based on something outside of us that we have no control over see the good works that i do is attributed to the holy spirit the sin that i do mm-hmm. is attributed to me mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> see how that works yeah that's the beauty of it so not, not even the good works that we're supposed to look at yeah is it's not even about me right. it comes yeah. from the inner work of the holy spirit who gives me the will desire to do of god's good pleasure yeah. and, so and we get no credit whatsoever even then man even when we fail right when we do sin god will allow us to go that go that far down at the end he'll be he'll be glorified some way one way or another he's gonna be glorified by even allowing you as his child to experience what you did and go and come to repentance right and 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 learn from whatever you did and and uh, and he's gonna use that for good somehow you know it's god god i mean i I look back at man like for example um about uh, two years ago, uh, so when I came across presuppositional—I know this may not seem related, but it is. When I when I first came across presuppositional apologetics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before that, dude, I, I was I was like doubting Thomas. Uh, my mind went from one one you know one month I'd be like, oh Jesus, yeah, and then the next one I'd be like, ah, is this real? Like I don't know, man, and I'd be all just going crazy, right? And uh, but yet on my Facebook and everything, people couldn't tell. I was always posting about apologetics or whatever. Uh, but then when I came across the presuppositional method for the first time in my Christian walk, I, I, my faith just felt concrete. Like, wow, there's no way around this, you know? Same here, well, bro. Same exactly. here. Yep. Well, then when the happening, though, a couple, that was like in 2011, I believe, 2011, 2012. Then about two years ago, 2000, yeah, probably 2018, something happened, man, where... I was catechizing my my boy, the one that you saw earlier. And in my mind, I was looking at him. And I'm like, I hope I'm not wasting his time. You know, when I said that, 
uh, it, it caught me off guard. I was like, what? And I started realizing like my faith in God was so small again. I don't know what happened. Like I knew the arguments. I knew everything what was going on, right? God was allowing me to go through that, right? That crisis really, I'm like, I'm gonna tell my wife I'm not a believer anymore. Uh, what about my friends online that I met over time and the Calvinism, the Calvinism group, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> am I gonna be another, uh, you know, what's, what's that guy, the one that, and anyway, I'm not gonna name call anyone, but, um, <laughs> you know, so, so you know, am I gonna be one of those, you know, like one of those guys? And I was going through this like three week battle, man, of like, I don't know why I'm not believing. I have the arguments in front of me, I just don't believe. Well, then I told my buddy, I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And he, he's like, bro, just, just pray just start praying every day uh make yourself pray you know and i was like all right every morning i'm going to pray which i never did before and i, I used to i used to never pray in the morning i started praying in the morning bro and since then i haven't stopped you know i pray every morning and that's what the, the reason why god did that let me go th go that route of of doubt was so he could <laughs> put me on check like like son i want you to pray to me every morning you've been a christian for how long and you don't want to pray to me in the morning when you get when you wake up so after, as I was praying every morning, uh, after the second week, I was looking forward to prayer. And I started this thinking, God, I was like, whoa, I was like, that's crazy. I mean, you get, that's how you know, it's not just knowledge, bro. It's also this, this actual experience, the spiritual experience that we have, you know, where God, um, he is working in us in ways that, that we can't control sometimes, like what, what I just what I just shared. And, uh, and so that's, I guess that's what I meant to say earlier, that God will allow us to go through our sin that we do, that we commit on our own, but somehow, He's going to use that to glorify himself at the end and it's going to be for our benefit as well so yep that's yeah. the bottom line man so. things all those things happen for a reason you know to strengthen our faith yeah <laughs> yeah know? exactly exactly that's that's what sanctification is for is yeah. to continue to strengthen our faith you know in christ right and, and, and his finished work yeah yeah exactly you know? bro Sacrament. so you know that's what, the um, essence of reformed theology a lot of people is. Oh, the essence of sovereignty or no the glory of god you know i mean yeah. yeah those things are important but <clears throat> the essence is uh the finished work of christ yeah and right. everything that it entails yeah exactly exactly yeah it's true man um it's the gospel. And one thing I want to recommend, I guess, I guess I could probably do that now. Uh, actually first, before I, I, I was going to say something earlier, I, I read the Westminster, uh, not Westminster, the Westminster confession of West, faith. Westminster. <laughs> um, 18, I right? I say that a lot. Yeah, I, I know. Westminster. I, me too. But, um, so, so just for the audience, um, if you guys want to go through it, uh, check out Ricky's podcast. He, he went, I, I, I can't remember where you stopped or if you finished yeah, it. Yeah, I'm still on, um, I'm going to finish it this week, actually, the whole thing. Nice. Um, I think 17, 17. So, so that's still a lot. I mean, that's still quite yeah, a bit, you know. Think, and yeah, Jason uh, Bradfield as well, uh, he, he did the same thing. And it's cool because you guys have like a little beat in the background. And, uh, yeah. and, and I, I love that. I was, I was talking to my buddy Edwin. Uh, he, he does the, the proverbial life. He's the guy in New York I told you about. Um I told him, I was like, man, I got, like in my podcast, they started out with beats first. Right. And, uh, and, but then people were telling me that they didn't like it. And I was like, ah, oh, man. And I don't know what it is about that. And <laughs> like, I like it. So, so it, it's kind of cool that you guys add it, you know, in, in your background. And, um, so I recommend if you guys want to go to the Westminster confession and have a little bit of, you know, music in the background, check out, uh, Ricky's podcast and just start from episode one, you know, and go straight through, you know, he reads, he reads right through it. Um, another thing too is, uh, 
that's the audio podcast. Just audio, yeah. Sure. That's the one that's on Anchor. Uh, use Anchor um, to do that. Um, but it's also on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and all those other podcasts out there. So you just look online, search Urban Reform Podcast, and they should all pop, pop up. Yeah. Um, another thing, too. I, I know I have it somewhere. I, I'll look for it later, but it's called uh, a gospel primer for Christians by Milton Vincent. Um, if you're, mm. if you're a Christian who struggles a lot, um, you could be like me and you, you could have, you know, you, you might think you have the right theology, right? And you might know intellectually, rationally what to do, uh, with your mind. But if you still kind of have that, this, that weight on your back, right? Read a gospel primer for Christians It's a short book. Um, uh, it, 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 basically, what I got out of that book was to preach the gospel, to preach the gospel to yourself every day and all day. Preach the gospel to yourself. Uh, believers need the gospel too. That's what I got from that book. Um, yep. I, I'm going to link. Uh, you learn that through going through yeah. through some very dark times in your life. Yes. You know. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, again, I, I think I think you know we really restart time and maybe uh, on a different episode we can kind of really go over. In, uh, over Lutheranism and mm-hmm. compare it with Reformed theology. Um, I, I kind of knew this would happen because, you know, there's so much to cover. But, yeah, well, let's do uh, that. Yeah, so, but is there anything else you want to share at all before I, before I close out here or? Uh, no, other than, you know, for if there is any uh, people who refer to themselves as Calvinists who are looking to do their, you know, works. I think I said earlier, are looking to themselves. You're going to learn the hard way. So you might as well stop doing that now. And yeah. <laughs> you look to Christ alone. Anytime you're, you you feel accused, you're accusing yourself through your sin. Um, I mean, it's always good to feel guilty of your yeah. sin. You want that. That's also a sign of, true faith but mm. you know you want to look to the cross that, that's the emphasis right, right. And, I, and I appreciate you know I appreciate the heart of what flame is trying to convey mm-hmm. that he wants people to look to grace yeah you know even though they they say look to your baptism but mm-hmm. you know and we talked about what all that entails in the beginning. Yeah. But uh, I think in his heart, he wants people to to really um, look to God for right. first and foremost for their salvation and for their peace and yeah. understanding, which is a good thing. We want him yeah. to do. You know, I I love my Lutheran brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even Lutheran Calvinists. Yeah, <laughs> now there's yeah. quite a few of them that I've come across. That they're they're Lutheran. They go to a Lutheran church. They're members of the Lutheran church. They've gone through the catechism and they all that, but they remain Calvinists. Yeah. So yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. So is, is there thing you want to say to Flame? Like you want to drop a few bars really quick? I could I could still put the, <laughs> instru- I could put in, put the instrument on right now, man. I have it right here if you want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, bro. I mean, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe later. <laughs> I should write a, I'll, I'll write a song. Yeah, you man. push me to it. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a verse or two and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think I asked you too, right? I think I tagged you in a little. I, 
I am working on some stuff though. I'm working okay. on. I mean, not necessarily has to do with with Flame, but I've been yeah. working should, on some tracks. Should, I mean, I, again, I was I was hoping to find the uh, the timestamp of when you started rapping on this cipher, but uh, I just couldn't find it in time. But um, maybe uh, I'll find it right now and probably well, put it in the background or something. I mean, if guys want to hear my older stuff, they can go to uh, uh, SoundClick.com. Okay. Uh, or soundclick.com slash reform ordinance. And okay, you can nice. hear uh, songs of my old classic song that they played in Japan. They were playing <laughs> all over Australia. I was getting emails from um, England, uh, mm. everywhere. Uh, the nice. Rodan versus Godzilla. Oh. That was my first single I came out with. Nice. My last name is Rodan. <laughs> yeah. And I was playing off the word Rodan from yeah. Godzilla and how Godzilla was a metaphor for sin in the world. So it was me uh, rolled down for Godzilla. Nice. That nice. song and the Pope's robe was really popular with. Nice. Um, nice. Especially the gospel gangsters. They they really liked that oh, song. I, remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember I, I met them in Tennessee. It was mm. a pretty interesting uh conversation with them. Yeah. But yeah, nice. you want soundclick.com reform ordinance. You can hear my songs there and Urban Reform podcasts both audio and anchor and on youtube you can find it i only have two videos on youtube right now but there's more to come yeah definitely bro well and thank you uh for bringing me on the show man oh man well, well thank, yeah thank you for for agreeing to this man I, re I really wanted to respond to uh flames album and i think for the most part we got what i wanted it to release and uh hopefully next time in the lower building there will be a next time uh we can really just dive in deep bro um yeah and and and, and really explain the uh uh, I guess where there's no bridge, you know what I mean? Like try to connect those bridges where, cause it, for example, we say water baptism. They're like, what water baptism, you know, you know, cause they actually see water baptism and the spiritual, what it's supposed to, you know, reflect, you know, they see it as one thing. Right. So baptismal regeneration, I, I want to explain all that kind of stuff, man, too. Yeah. To, to I, would, I would really like to get into the main difference yeah. of, of that issue it has to do with the doctrine of Christology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I that's want to get into that. I, I really want to show the inconsistency yeah. Yeah. that they have on that, where they say, you know, Christ's human nature was omnipresent. Oh, man. So yeah. Yeah, we, we I can have, have to some talk about that. to say about that yeah. and the Lord's Supper. Yeah, yeah. With, with, uh, I'm still I'm still learning their views on that, but I definitely want to get into that as well, man. And and if, and if you do it on your podcast, I'm, I'm going to listen. So, uh, but hopefully we can do something together on, on here again. So, um, yeah, bro, I mean, we, we can keep talking if, if I don't turn off now but uh just thank you once again bro i really do appreciate it um yeah, just, just hold on for a second i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit the record button but um yeah again everyone look, look um if you guys can look at the uh, description i'm gonna link uh ricky's uh profile and his ministry pages um give him a compliment on his logo for uh you know his, his podcast I, I just think it's a really cool logo that he has there um uh, <laughs> Because I'm oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. I know, I know. Of course, I, 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 my I, boy, I, right? I, I, I have to keep on pushing. He that. made the <laughs> dopest logo for my podcast, man. Everybody oh. loves it. I love it. When I look at him, like, man, that's dope. Yeah. Arturo made it for him, man. Yes, yeah. I, love well, I want to make some shirts, some hats. Well, now you just need like a little background right there behind you, just. With your logo yeah there. that's what that's, that's my losing. goal was to have a little band yeah. behind me you know? cool <laughs> yeah i decided i had to bring right. it up bro yeah uh, all right absolutely bro. cool man uh, well <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate it bro thank you so much man all right brother thank you for having me